What is up, ladies and gentlemen? You are listening to The Nexus Podcast, and this is your host, Dr. Daniel Kimbley. Like I said, this is episode number six, and you know what that means. Today, we are going to be talking all about posture again. And one of the questions that's come up since I've started these series is the fact of what actually prevents the brain from being stimulated in a way that it actually affects our posture negatively. So we're going to answer that question today, and I'm actually going to have a special guest help me do that. So stay tuned. Enjoy episode number six of The Nexus Podcast. Okay, check it out. Today, we're going to talk about posture, as I just mentioned, and I actually have a very special guest for us on this episode today, and that special guest, I'm going to let her introduce herself. So our special guest, you can speak anytime now. (laughs) Hi, everybody. Um, My name is Heather, and I am married to Dr. Daniel. (laughs) So Heather's a little bit nervous, if you can't tell by the giggles. And on this episode, we're going to talk about posture, but we're going to do it in a roundabout way. So Heather's going to come in and give us some input because she is an expert in the field, although she will never admit that to anyone, not even herself, not even to me. Um, But Heather's an expert in the field of knowing what other things cause stress to the body outside of things like bosses and emails and traffic and finances and all the other things that we have to deal with on a daily basis. So as we have this conversation, one of the things that's going to be important is answering the question of what actually causes our brain to be de-stimulated or turn on a stress response in our bodies so that um, we don't function as well as we could, as well as we should. And there are two things that come to mind from my perspective, one of which we're going to have a conversation about now. And the first one is food. So Heather, give us just a little bit of your backstory about how we got to where we are in our journey of eating healthy and what really matters to us inside of our lives in terms of healthy eating, in terms of healthy living. And we'll start with just a focus on food. Yeah, so I started working for a chiropractic office back in Indiana um, well before we met, and I was introduced to a little bit healthier lifestyle in regards to all aspects of life. And um, the doctor, Dr. Mike, introduced me to um, just caring more about the quality of food that we put in our bodies. And so I started doing a lot of research over the years in regards to the quality of the food, whether it be meat products, dairy products, um, produce and veggies and things like that. And I started thinking about, you know, the effects that it was having on our body and how we're functioning. And it's just been kind of like a process over the past years We've been slowly, gradually introducing new things and figuring out what works best for our lifestyles in regards to the food that we intake and reading a lot of books and research and listening to a lot of information. So if you had to describe to someone uh, how we eat now, Heather, how would you describe that? And everybody keep in mind that Heather is almost 16 16 weeks pregnant as we are having this conversation. So our diet has changed a little bit. Um, There are no secrets here. And so obviously we have our cheat days and cheat meals and sometimes cheat multiple days. And so Heather, just explain a little bit of what our diet looks like in terms of how we're eating now, just to give people a picture of what what we do on a daily basis. Yeah, so if I were to describe how we're eating over the, like, say the past week or so, um, it has been significantly different. Um, We eat a good amount of clean, grass-fed, raw dairy products. Um, I've been craving a lot of dairy and wanting a lot more dairy. Um, We eat a lot of vegetables. However, my vegetable intake has been a little bit 
lax over the past few weeks just due to first trimester stuff uh, during my pregnancy. Um, the only meat that we partake in is good, high-quality meat, so grass-fed, grass-finished beefs, um, free-range pasture chicken and eggs, and then sometimes we'll partake in fish, but neither of us really enjoy fish very much. So I've been craving a lot of fruit as well, and so primarily prior to getting pregnant, I wouldn't eat very much fruit or any type of grains, so I've been adding a little bit more into my diet lately, so adding more brown rice and quinoa and just getting a little bit more energy and changing things up lately. So I think Heather brings up an interesting point that's important for anyone listening to understand is like, one, no one is perfect, and two, not every single person is the same. So if there's someone out there touting that there's one diet that fits all and that it's going to work for every single person, they're missing a key component, which is this idea of biochemical individuality. And so just to give you a little bit of shed some light on that is like what Heather is eating now, where we're adding in a little bit of oatmeal and some other things, not that I necessarily need to be doing that. Um, it's probably at a detriment to my nutrition at this point, but also being a supportive husband and oatmeal is delicious. So I'm going to enjoy it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that's important is like Heather realizing and being able to listen to her body enough to know that oatmeal is actually a good thing and it gives her energy and it makes her feel better so that she can still perform and function throughout the day. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Yeah. I think prior to getting pregnant, I would harp on myself anytime I would eat oatmeal or rice or quinoa and things like that, just because my body wouldn't function very well on it. Um, Although I've been listening to my body a lot more over the past three, four months now and my body actually needs the carbohydrates and the grains to function more, have a little bit more energy. So it's been an interesting change and I won't always need to be this way, but it's what I need right now. Beautiful. Okay. So tell me why grass fed, grass finished, why raw dairy, um, as opposed to conventional dairy and why the grass fed, grass finished or pasture raised in terms of eggs and things like that. Tell me why all of those matter. Yeah, sure. So we've all heard this saying, like, you are what you eat, right? And so when you're eating animal products, you are essentially eating what they're ingesting as well. And so a lot of animals are fed grains and fed antibiotics and hormones and injected with a lot of things throughout their growth process. And so our bodies are essentially ingesting that as well if we're not getting a good high quality. So that's going to have a detriment to our digestive system and how our body's functioning as well long term because our bodies aren't meant for necessarily all of those ingredients as well. Beautiful. So I'm going to add two things to that. Um, First one being that the grains matter because most of the grains in the US and in other countries as well are sprayed with this beautiful chemical, which was developed in the 60s called glyphosate. So glyphosate, better known as Roundup. Um, And Roundup actually is an antibacterial and antiviral and antifungal. That's how it's been patented, never as a weed killer. And so I'm getting all this information from Zach Bush, by the way. But one of the things, if it's an antibacterial, um, it's it's killing our gut lining. And so when we get these cows who eat this meat and then we absorb or I'm sorry, they eat this grain, we eat that meat, and then we absorb the grains that they've eaten through their meat. And what happens is we end up killing our own gut bacteria, which is a detriment to our health in the first place. 
Um, one other thing I wanted to add to that is that Heather said you are what you eat. Um, I'm going to take that a step further and have you consider that you are what you can absorb. And so anytime your body's in a stress response, which is ultimately what we're getting to having a conversation about, and we're going to get to posture, I promise you. Um, anytime your body has a stress response, it's literally shunting blood from your digestive system to put it in your muscles. So you can do one of two things and it's fight or fight or run away. So you've heard the term fight or flight before fight or flight. We don't need to be able to digest food that's in our stomach or our intestines. What we need to be able to do is fight or run away. So we need more blood in our big muscles. So blood will be shunted from our digestive system, which will actually prevent us from digesting well. And then it'll preventing prevent us from absorbing those healthy nutrients. So a lot of times when we see people inside of our office, they're like, I have trouble with digestion or I'm eating really well, but I'm still not getting results. And a lot of times as a result, because of this stuck on stress response in the body where blood's being pulled from the digestive system, and into the muscles uh, so that it can prep them to fight or run away, even though there's not really anything to fight or run away from. And we'll talk about a little bit of that here in just a second. So Heather, I know you just said that you were eating lots of fruits as well. Um, Tell us the importance of eating healthy fruits. And I know that you are big on berries and organic. And so give us just a little bit of info on like what your what your favorite fruits are right now, and then why you choose to eat the way you do in terms of fruits and vegetables. And everybody knows organic's good, but just shed some light on why. I know it's been mostly berries, so give us a little bit of background on that. Yeah, so um, prior to getting pregnant, I really wasn't eating any type of fruit at all, except for when we would juice like half a Granny Smith apple in our juices. And why Granny Smith? Why not like Fiji or some other kind of So we chose Granny Smith apples because they have the lowest glycemic index, um, which means that it's not going to spike your blood sugar as much as uh, other fruits are going to. So the Granny Smith apples tend to be the apples that are the least popular just because they're not the sweetest, um, which is why they aren't going to spike your blood sugar as much. And so now that I'm pregnant, I've been wanting a lot more fruits and I've noticed that I've been craving a ton of like berries and Um, So I love strawberries. It's like really my all-time favorite food of like ever. And I've been eating strawberries probably like every single day. And I chose to eat strawberries and blueberries and just berries in general because they also have a very low glycemic index. So the whole idea of eating a healthy lifestyle is to keep sugar to a minimum. We know that sugar is bad for us and the effects that it has on our bodies as a whole So eating berries is going to allow me to still get the sweetness and also going to not spike my blood sugar in a way that other fruits like grapes may do or like melons and things like that. And so why organic with the berries? So um, there's this thing called the Clean 15 and the Dirty Dozen, and that is created by the Environmental Workers Group, EWG. Um, You can find their information at ewg.org if you're interested in learning more about the Clean 15 and the Dirty Dozen. But um, each of our produce is technically sprayed with pesticides and GMOs. And so the Clean 15 are our amount of produce that is not heavily sprayed with the pesticides and GMOs, so they're a little bit cleaner to eat if you choose to not do organic. And then the dirty dozens are the highest pesticide rates for produce. So we choose to try and do organic as much as possible, and then we also always look every year at the Clean 15 and the Dirty Dozen list to make sure that those that are on the Dirty Dozen list were 100% getting organic produce no matter what it is. Beautiful. 
And organic will always be non-GMO, just in case you were wondering. Uh, okay, beautiful. So let's go into the second part of this conversation. So where we're leading up to with this is this, is that anytime you're eating crap food, it's going to put a stress on your body. Your body's going to have to digest extra chemicals. You're going to be put, putting extra chemicals into your system that actually cause a stress that causes your liver more work. It has to detox more. And there's a whole physiologic process involved that ultimately creates another stress response, which is ultimately what we don't want. You've heard me talk about the stress response before. You will hear me talk about it again in future episodes because you know exactly what I'm all about and having a perfectly functioning nervous system. And so as we have this conversation, one of the things that's often missed is everybody knows healthy food's there, but we thought we would talk about it because everybody wants to know how do we eat. The other piece of this that people don't know and they think we're crazy for living is we actually live a very chemical-free lifestyle. So Heather, I want you to shed some light for us on what living a chemical-free lifestyle looks like inside of our home and office on a daily basis. Sure. So um, all the products that we put on our body and use in our household, such as like cleaning products and toiletries and things like that, we um, use as non-toxic as possible. So there are a list of chemicals also at EWG that are very high in regards to like causing cancer. So we try to eliminate as much as possible anything that's going to harm our health and harm our body's overall function. So we make our own cleaning products and we buy non-toxic laundry detergent, all of my beauty products, our hair products, our toiletries, bathroom, literally everything that we use is very, very low in toxins. Awesome. And so when you say low in toxins, I know one of the things that people get confused about is like, well, what, why, would they, why would those toxins be there if they were bad for us, right? And so one of the things that we're starting to find, the things like BPA, you've seen non-BPA plastic, right? Um, so these things actually mimic uh, certain hormones inside of our bodies, and they actually disrupt our body's natural ability to produce hor- hormones. So they're actually called hormone disruptors. And so these hormone disruptors can wreak havoc on our system from a hormonal perspective. So oftentimes we'll see women who are struggling with fertility issues or men who are struggling with sex drive or libido issues. And it could be the same for women as well. Um, and they have these, this exposure to these chemicals, whether it's through things like air fresheners inside the home, like air wicks or soy candles or hairsprays or hair gels, um, even the soap that you put on your body in the shower, the shampoo and all these things. So Heather, just shed some light on like, what we do, what, how we've really tried to mitigate the effects of having these nasty chemicals um, on our bodies and our lives. So tell us what we do. Like, what do we do? What, can, what do we do that, that would generally have chemicals in it that we have stopped using or cut out of our everyday lives? Um, we've switched over our laundry detergent. That was one of the main things that we started with. So we watched this movie called Chimerical um, many, many years ago that introduced us to more of like a non-toxic lifestyle in regards to the ingredients and products that you have in your home. So in regards to cleaning products, we switched over everything and started making those at home. So like all-purpose cleaners and toilet bowl cleaners and glass cleaners and window cleaners. Um, we switched everything out there. And how do we how are those how do we make those now? Like what do they look like? Um, they primarily are made up of like vinegar, um, alcohol sometimes, lots of essential oils, water. Super super simple, like baking soda, 
more things that you have around the house than what you may think of that are really good for cleaning. Um, all of our like toiletry products, we've really minimized everything there. So we literally just use like a regular bar of soap that doesn't have any chemicals in it as well. So like Irish Spring and Olay and all those kind of soaps, they still actually have a good amount of chemicals and fragrances in them that are very carcinogen, very much a carcinogen to your body. And then um, we switched over like our toothpaste and like it's it's so natural now that I can't think of like anything that we don't use. Yeah. So along this journey, we literally started making our own uh, laundry detergent out of a bar of soap. So we would use Dr. Bronner's Pure Castile soap and then uh, baking soda and washing powder. And we would literally use those four ingredients uh, plus a little bit of water. And we mix these things up and we made our laundry detergent for the longest time. It's a timely process. Same thing like Heather was just mentioning is like we use vinegar for most of our cleaning. Um, and one of the other reasons that we do this is everybody asks us if when they come through, is they're like, how do you guys live this lifestyle? Like, don't, don't you worry about germs or these chemicals and things like that? Uh, and one of the things that's abundantly important to us is that anytime we're using harsh chemicals like bleach or Lysol or the disinfectants hand or the sanitizer. hand sanitizers, um, all of those things actually kill good and bad bacteria. So they'll kill all of the good bacteria that's on your skin, which is actually a first line of defense for your immune system. So what we find often is that because we, because others can be hyper um, hyper germaphobes and they want to kill off all the germs and all the bacteria, they actually end up killing their own bacteria on their body. That's a first line of defense to protect them from being healthy. And ultimately where this leads us to is a conversation about posture. Um, Heather, what's it called when the woman gets this thing on the back of her neck? Like the, she has a hunch forward and there's like the big fatty tissue on the back. Do you know what that's called? Dowinger hump? Yeah. So the Dowinger's hump, if you've ever seen that, um, I was actually just reading a research study where they're talking about how much fat is in someone's neck muscle tissue uh, is a direct indicator of how well their brain is functioning because as their head leans forward more, as they get worse posture, more fat is deposited in the back of the neck area. And so the more fat that's there is actually another direct indicator of this brain health that we're talking about. And so one of the things that we've started to notice is that people who live in like high chemical households who are using lots of air fresheners, um, lots of air wicks and candles and all of those things that maybe smell okay, um, even though I can't stand any of them, it ends up being that these people end up having poorer posture because all of these chemicals that they're living with put a stress on the system. And when they put on the stress, stress on the system, the body goes into that fight or flight mode that we talked about, preventing them from digesting food the way that they should, preventing them from being to be able to detoxify the way that they should, and ultimately preventing their front part of their brain from being stimulated. And that's ultimately the part of the brain that controls their posture. So as you're thinking about things that you can do to improve your posture, um, I know lots of people give the advice of just stretching, of just giving um, exercises to strengthen the back muscles. Heather, do you want to speak a little bit on what, um, where your journey, if you don't know this, if you're listening, Heather used to be a physical therapist. So speak on what um, in your world as a PT would have been primarily prescribed to help someone with their posture. Yeah, so... Previously, with physical therapy for people that had poor posture, we would literally just give them exercises to strengthen the muscles in their upper back, in their neck, um, just making them more conscious and aware of the positioning that they're putting their bodies in, um, literally using like resistance bands and weights and also working on like core strengthening and uh, stretching the front of their 
their shoulders, the pec area. Awesome. And when did you notice people really started getting better inside of your practice specifically with the people that you got to work with? With PT? Yeah. Um, so when I was working with patients, I wasn't really working with a ton of patients that had like poor posture specifically. That's not what I was focusing on. So I would see them post-operative with um, like knees, shoulders, and ankles and things like that. And I started referring a lot of my patients to the chiropractor that we had back home because I, as I got to know more about what chiropractic care was really about and what how the brain and the nervous system really functions and produces better healing overall, I wanted to make sure that my patients that I was seeing in physical therapy were receiving the best care possible. And if that meant also referring out to another doctor um, for them to get the best results in addition to what I was providing with them, that's what I wanted to do for them. So I started referring all of my patients to the chiropractor back home or to a chiropractor that was near them because we had several people that would travel from out of state uh, because of the doctors that I worked for. And so those people that actually took my advice and started seeing a chiropractor um, along their journey as they were seeing me in physical therapy post-op, they started coming back to me and they were recovering much faster from their surgeries, healing quicker, and um, just managing better overall. So they weren't coming back to me with re-injuries and they just had a better um, overall understanding of where their process was and their recovery. And what was the population, because you didn't mention this, I think it's important to know, what population were of people were you working with? I worked primarily with um, college and elite level athletes. So um, I would work with some high school as well, but overall my population that I worked with were primarily athletes, people that were putting a lot of stress on their bodies physically and um, working hard in all aspects. Awesome. And so again, we get back to this conversation of posture when we talk about just stretching or tightening certain muscles does no good if we don't address the messages that are sent by the brain to those muscles to tell them to be tight or relaxed in the first place. So when we think about posture, obviously we could think about ergonomics. We could think about sitting ourselves in a certain position. I think next time we talk about the posture conversation, uh, we'll probably go into a little bit of ergonomics. Um, But ultimately what matters is making sure that your body is as stress-free as possible. And that includes eating healthy. That includes taking care of your spine and nervous system. That includes mitigating toxins or chemicals that you have laying around your house. Um, I know Heather has a group on Facebook that she may be interested in telling you about if you want to learn lots, lots more about the chemical-free living community. And Heather, what's the name of that group? Yeah, so I started a group on Facebook. Um, It's a private group called Toxin and Chemical Free Living in South OC that you can find a lot more information in regards to pretty much any topic that you're interested in. I go into a little bit with um, baby care as well with like diapers and wipes and things like that, Um, anywhere from household cleaning products to nail polish and beauty and um, anything that you may be interested in. Awesome. So chemical-free living in South OC, is that right? 
Toxin and chemical-free living. Toxin and chemical-free yeah. living in South OC. So you can check that out on Facebook. Um, also, so we're going to wrap this show up. And as we do that, I'm going to ask you for a couple of things. If you like this episode, if you want to tune in for more, I'm going to ask you to, one, subscribe to this podcast. Also, give us a rating. And if you are so inclined to do so, please give us a review. We would love and appreciate that. If you're interested in learning more about your nervous system and how that controls all, because remember, you are what you can absorb, not necessarily you are what you eat. And so if you're interested in learning more about how to get your body to absorbing food better, to naturally cleansing your body of chemicals in a faster, more efficient way through the nervous system, I'm going to encourage you to visit our website, nexusfamilychiropractic.com. There's a ton of information under our blog. I read a doctor's blog every single week, and we will come at you live again next week where we're going to talk about presence. Hope you have an amazing week. We will come at you soon. listening to the nexus podcast with your host dr daniel kimbley if you're interested in receiving more information about optimizing your brain and nervous system check out our website at www.nexusfamilychiropractic.com